The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Thursday night football. We think there's going to be football in week five. Some football. Uh, might not be a full slate of games, but we should get Buccaneers and Bears to join me to break it down from a DFS gambling and general preview perspective. The great, the legendary RJ White. What's up, buddy? Not much. How you doing? Uh, I'm okay. That's all Good. I <laughs> uh, I'm pretty fly for a white guy. Go, uh, go Braves. Go Braves. First, uh, third team in NFL history to throw a, uh, shutout in three of their first four postseason games. Looking and, good, um, I don't want one like, more to beat the Marlins, right? Right. It's a five game series this round. So not going to celebrate yet. I was really hoping to, that we would see Braves Padres in the NLCS. That would have been so fun, but looks yeah. like we're headed toward Braves Dodgers. Um, fine with me as long as the Braves are at it, you know? Yeah. Um, I had the Padres to win the NL. So not ideal, but what are you going to do? By the way, the uh, Braves could become, with the next game, the first team in Major League history to defeat the Marlins in a postseason series. Just, yeah, just they've been a, this, that historic Marlins team that's been lost. so successful over the years, you know, that everybody knows. Know. They've never lost a postseason series, and they're, they're on the brink of one right now. Uh, anyway, it's Thursday, October 8, 2020, and this evening we have Buccaneers at Bears. A line has The line has come down significantly, largely on – the Buccaneers injury report, which features Chris Godwin out with a hamstring injury, Leonard Fournette out with or doubtful with an ankle injury. Doubtful at this point in 2020 usually means ain't happening. Mike Evans has an ankle injury and he's questionable. And Scotty Miller has a hip slash groin injury, which is either the most painful injury of all time or two separate, very painful injuries, uh, is questionable as well. This line was at five and a half. It is now down to bucks minus three and a half. The over under 44 and a half, very low in the year of our Lord 2020. Uh, any thoughts on this total or spread? Yeah, Godwin and Fournette are probably out. Justin Watson is out. Um, yes. It looks like Scotty Miller is going to play from the, the early reports on Thursday. Mike Evans is a game-time decision. He'll work out, but they think he's going to play. Um, I don't know why the market has moved toward the Bears after that offense looked terrible. Okay. I mean, Brady, the Brady and, and Tampa can score with whatever. They can make it work behind an excellent offensive line with Ronald Jones and throwing to the tight ends and doing whatever. O.J. Howard, obviously, also out. He had to get put on, on IR, so that's another piece they're missing. But that Tampa D is second in DVOA to only the Colts, and the Colts are the ones that just shut down the Bears. So I don't. This is a match. This matchup isn't any easier for a Bears offense that scored three points through what fifty-seven minutes, I think, in that game, and they finally scored a garbage touchdown at the end. Uh, that offense had just two hundred sixty-nine yards last week, including twenty-eight rushing yards. Tampa has an elite rush defense, so you would expect that Foles is going to have to throw, and maybe he does. Maybe he, you know, he re-captures re- the magic against Brady again, and in, in, in uh, <laughs> chapter two of that rivalry, that uh, that somehow is a rivalry. He wins it again, but uh, I think more likely we're getting great value in Tampa minus three and a half. So that's where I would go. I, I agree completely. And I always hate, I always get a little scared when the line moves in the other direction, but I really shouldn't. I should just be enthused that I'm getting better value instead of five and a half laying five and a half. I can lay three and a half. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that you want to buy the half a point to get to three. I think the bear, I think the bucks just 
probably blow them out would be my, my gut reaction. I mean, the Bears, by the way, uh, unders eight and two in their last eight, or excuse me, uh, uh, their home unders are eight and two since the start of last season. And Chicago has gone under the total in seven of their eight last home games. Tom Brady, 21 and 11 as a road favorite since 2016, including, uh, week three at Denver. Uh, we have the, uh, Tampa Bay three and zero against the spread as a road favorite covering each game by la- the last, uh, by 12 points since the last start of last season. That Denver thing threw me off for some reason. Uh, and Nick Foles hasn't won a game since he beat Tom Brady. Hasn't won a game as a starter since he beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl to, uh, to forever preserve Carson Wentz's role as not a Super Bowl winner. And Nick Foles is oddly enough, this is his third straight year playing Tampa. He played Tampa. Uh, he, he got in a game on Tampa when he was still in Philly. You know, he, he replaced Wentz at the beginning of that year. That was his last game replacing Wentz. Then Wentz was healthy enough to play. So he sat until, you know, Wentz got hurt at the end of the season and he took back over. Then he went to Jacksonville and played Tampa in Jacksonville. It was the last game that he, he played before they benched him for good for Minshew. I think it was week 13. He played Tampa was bad. They benched him middle of the game and, and they haven't looked back. And mm. that's what got him traded to Chicago where he's now in his second game of starter playing Tampa again. So this is a team that that's somehow knows him pretty well, even though he's been a journeyman over the last few years. That's a great point, RJ. And if you, if we want to just peek really quickly at uh, Nick Foles's game against the Buccaneers, we can see that in week 13, he went seven of 14 for 93 yards and a pick before being sacked three times. Woo. Two fumbles. He was blitzkrieg by Todd Bowles defense. And it stands to reason that Todd Bowles could get after him again. I mean, the defense is better this year. Antoine Winfield has been a very nice presence as a rookie. They have a, I, I, I think to me, Tampa Bay and Indianapolis are the two teams where they've somehow gotten ahead of the curve on defense before everybody else. And that's huge in 2020. Yeah. And I think it matters more for Tampa because they, I think they've played better teams than, than Indy has. You know, I've been harping on Indy going back several weeks because they're beating teams like Minnesota and they lost to Jacksonville and they beat these bad teams. Tampa's schedule has been a little more difficult. We saw they got beat by New Orleans, but I don't think anybody thinks New Orleans played their butts off in that game. They just, uh, you know, Brady threw that pick six and, um, but offensively they played pretty solid besides that. And the defense actually played pretty well against New Orleans despite the scoreboard. All right. So we agree. Uh, would you mess with the, I don't, I would lean towards the under here just because I think that the Buccaneers would prefer maybe a slower place game. A lot of Ronald Jones, um, you know, eating up clock, but we have seen Tampa like in, in that game against Denver in week three to go under, but then last week against Los Angeles, you and I both loved the under in Tampa Bay and it went way over. Um, I think they can limit Nick Foles enough where I would like the under, but I, I certainly prefer the just taking the bucks and don't, I don't even hate the money line at minus 190, honestly. Yeah, I, I do like the under. I think Tampa's defense is going to shut down Chicago. Chicago offense hasn't been that impressive, especially running the ball. Uh, Tampa has those offensive injuries. So, um, you could, don't expect them to throw it all over the place, especially if they have a second half lead. They're not going to throw, you know, turn it into a shootout expecting to have to go, you know, toe to toe with Justin Herbert, who has a great first half, who had a great first half last week. So I think Brady in the second half, Tampa's up, just hands the ball off and the grind, you know, grinds to a halt in the game and we get one of those, you know, 24 to 10 type of games. All right, well, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll tell you, will Ronald Jones go over his total with Leonard Fournette out? It's high. Can he pull it off after the break? The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. 
The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. All right, so Ronald Jones, 70 and a half rushing yards. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire against the uh, Patriots on Monday Night Football, and the Patriots are good defense, but he was 76 and a half. I mean, 70 and a half is a ton for Rojo. Yeah, he carried the load last week, though. He had 20 of the team's 24 carries. He rolled up 111 rushing yards. Um, it looks like they might only have two healthy backs for this game unless they promote someone, uh, him and Keyshawn Vaughn. But Keyshawn Vaughn, they trust more in the passing game. Yes. He caught a touchdown last week. I think that's where he's going to be a factor. I don't think he's going to carry the ball a ton. And if Tampa's up in the second half, like we said before the break, um, you know, talking about the under, Jones is going to easily top this total because they'll just keep feeding him and not, you know, put it in danger with, with a lot of these uh, receivers that they like and t- tight ends that they like out of the game. So I would look to uh, yeah, playing the over even at 70 and a half. I, uh, yeah, I agree. And I think, again, you're playing for game script and we'll get to that a little bit in DFS. But if, you know, if, if Chicago has a lead, then, and, and Tom Brady has to play catch up. First of all, the total is going to go over, uh, like 44 and a half will get blown out of the water. And second of all, you will see Keyshawn Vaughn get a lot more catches. I think and Ronald Jones won't get to that 70 and a half, but if the game script goes as we believe, and it's a low-scoring game where Tampa holds a lead on the road, then you would anticipate that Ronald Jones gets 20-plus carries. They they benched him in was it week two when he fumbled. I think week two. and But now he's, with Leonard Fournette banged up, he's come back around and is sort of, you know, the guy. And they trust him, I think. And they they that, that benching was, it wasn't like, all right, we're done with Rojo. I think it was like, let's send a message to you. You can't let that happen where you fumble like that again. And now he is, he does feel like he's the guy. And, uh, and then negative game script might not necessarily work against them. They were negative game script last week. They were down 24 seven, almost going into the half. They had that, that, that turnover, I believe it was. And then, uh, Tampa goes up 24 four or Tampa, Tampa gets the, not Tampa, um, the Chargers get the touchdown. And then, um, all of a sudden, you know, it's a closer game, but Tampa kind of turned it on in the third quarter. Maybe, you know, he gets a lot of those, um, those fourth quarter carries to put him over, but it's not like he got, you know, 12 carries in that game because Tampa was behind a bunch. So right. even if they're behind, just because of the injuries on the offense, they could still feed it to him, expecting that they're going to catch up. Uh, what else pops out to you? I've got one that I, I freaking love here, but what else pops out to you is I got a couple I got like, but what else pops yeah, out? Yeah, I like Darnell Mooney. Um, Ooh. he's over his uh, reception total is three and a half and the over, I think is still plus 120. Uh, the over on receiving yards is 38 and a half. He's seen more and more snaps as the season rolled on. He had 32% of the offensive snaps in week one. He was up to 74% of the snaps last week. It's, it's gradually increased and now he's on the field a lot and he seemed to click with Foles last week. He had nine targets which was one behind Allen Robinson. He was clearly the number two option in the offense. 
and he turned that into five catches for 52 yards. Chicago wasn't going to move the ball on the ground. We talked about Tampa's elite rush defense earlier. Um, so I think he's going to have to throw a lot. He's going to rely on Mooney again. So I love getting the, the plus 120 on over three and a half receptions. It just seems like a great price that should go over more often than not. And I would also play the over on the yards. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw out a couple that I like here. It's, you know, you don't necessarily see these on every site, but they are on William Hill, uh, our f- preferred partner for, uh, betting on sports. And I see a surprising Devin White over six and a half tackles combined. He has 11, 15, seven, and then had four last week, which is in a different, again, a different game script where the Chargers weren't running. If the Buccaneers have the lead, well, I guess, they, I guess that actually doesn't help anyway. But, but he, he's going to get over six and a half tackles, I guess, is my point. I like, I trust Devin White to get over six and a half tackles. Is that a, do you like that? Do you, do you like to dabble on this defensive, uh, yeah, I actually did feature him in the article that, uh, that if you're, if you're listening to this in an article, you know, it's probably my betting, betting preview. And I actually did put that in that, that post. I had it over, uh, cause even though he had lower tackle numbers last week, it's not like he played any fewer snaps. He's still playing 100% of the snaps every week. So when he's on the field all the time at his position, you have to expect that he's going to get over six and a half in most games. So yeah, I do like that. I think it goes over more often than not. It just depends on the juice you've got to pay for it. Do you, do you have it in front of you? Do you see what Yeah, it was a uh, minus one. F- 40, I think. Devin White minus 140. And I also liked Antoine Winfield over uh, four and a half at minus 130. You got to pay the juice. It stinks. He's got six, 11, six, and then two last week. They just didn't rack up as many tackles last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minus 140 is a little high um, because, you know, it, it gets to six. You know, you do that and he gets to six and you're like, dang, dang it. Yeah. Or like, oh, it's it, free it money. And then all of a sudden you're just like, but, like uh, you're watching to see if he makes a tackle. It's yeah, a I think it's, to watch football. Well, it's definitely more likely than not that it goes over. So if you can get a decent price on the juice, I would go ahead and take that. Uh, I like the under on Nick Foles passing attempts. And again, juiced minus 130, 37 and a half. Is he going to throw 37 and a half times? Yeah, it seems like a lot, but, um, you know, teams throw it a lot, have to throw it a lot on Tampa because they can't run it. So um I kind of like the the over on his completions. I believe it's like 23 or 21 or somewhere around there. That. Um because I could see a lot of shorter passes. Um that's kind of how how um you know they've made it work in the past and um that's how I think other teams have been able to attack Tampa's on shorter passes and trying to you know move the ball. Since you don't have a running game, you got to hit the short passes and make that your running game. That's so, fair. Um I I could see his over on completions and I probably probably wouldn't mess with the attempts because who knows how the game script goes. If they're down two touchdowns in at halftime, he's going to have to throw a lot. I was even sort of thinking, like, you might get that under if Mitch Trubisky comes in. That's true. But I don't think they – you can't flip back that quickly, you know, if you're no. the coach. At that point, you're just, like, hanging a fire me sign above your head. That's true. Um, what else stands out to you from a prop perspective? Yeah, so my lottery ticket prop this week I like. Let's look at Cameron Brait. Um, Chicago has allowed three passing touchdowns this year. It seems it's a very low amount, but let, let me see if you see a trend in the people that have caught passing touchdowns against them. TJ <laughs> Hawkinson. Hayden Hurst and Mo Ali Cox. Mm. All, three all former ends. college basketball players. <laughs> all three tight ends. And Cameron Brake <laughs> caught a touchdown last week when he had to play a few more snaps because of OJ's Howard injury. He jumped up to 21% of the offensive snaps. He's going to play more in this game with um, all the re- injuries at receiver. And you know, Brady loves some of those tight ends. You know, he already caught that one last week. Got to think the trust is there. That's going to improve his odds. So you can get him to score uh, any touchdown in the game plus 350. I think that's just a fantastic value yeah. considering all the, the, uh, the, um, you know, the way that the stacks up and all the, the details that I just went over. Then you can also get him to score the first 
first Buccaneers touchdown at plus 1400. I like that a little bit better than the first touchdown in the game, which is only plus 2000. It just oh, seems yeah. like you're getting a lot better value on the plus 1400, just in case Chicago sneaks out with a touchdown early. Um, you could still have a chance of cashing that. So I would look to first Bucks touchdown plus 1400. If we think the Bucks are going to, you know, win this game running away, I wouldn't necessarily look at last Bucks touchdown because that's, that's the same price, but you know, it just doesn't make sense that he would score the last one. It'd probably be Ronald Jones. So look, definitely play the any touchdown. And then if you want to go a little lottery ticket, get that first Bucks touchdown at plus 14 to one. And if you're really feeling frisky, I don't hate player to score two touchdowns with Cameron Braden. So he needs two touchdowns, 25 to one. You get that first Bucks touchdown. Anytime score and two touchdowns. And if he scores two, and that's entirely possible given the way that the Bucks run their offense and how badly the Bears are at defending tight ends, that cashes and you're having a nice night no matter what happens on with your DFS lineups. By the way, barely missed. I don't think I told Diva this. I barely missed cashing uh, first place in the uh, two, was Tuesday MLB DraftKings uh, big tournament or whatever it was. If uh, that last great uh, Giancarlo Stanton swing, that was like a rope to left field that was caught. If it had gone out, I would have won 50 grand and said I won $500. So, Still good. Yeah, I'll take it. It's a cash. Um, speaking of DFS, showdown tonight, of course, on DraftKings. That's where we like to do our stuff. You can play. Uh, you know, they do, I think it's like 188,000 people playing these showdown things where you pick a captain. It's like first place is... 400 grand. It's a nice little Thursday evening. If you can pull that off, more than likely you just want to get in the cash line. Uh, what, um, how are you, how would you attack this DFS lineup? Yeah. So I think your two options at captain are Tom Brady and Ronald Jones. It should be easy to have Brady at captain and go because all these targets are out. So you could go pretty cheap on his targets and, um, you know, stack a couple targets with Brady and not spend a ton. So if you want to go that way, that's a safe way. That's probably what I'll do in like 50 fifties and stuff. Um, go with that. Um, if you want to go a little higher upside and, and kind of zig again, you know, where some people are zagging, I'd go Ronald Jones. Um, I actually kind of prefer him. I expect another 20 carries plus a score or two in the script that we were talking about for this game. Um, and then a sleeper is the Bucks defense. You know, I think it's interesting. We talked about how they've owned uh, Foles in the past in his different spots. Um, and so they've been playing really well. That Chicago offense struggled versus Indy. This is going to be a similar type of matchup for them. So I don't think Chicago scores a ton of points in this game. And I could see a few turnovers happening and that Bucks D catching a lot higher than we think. Yeah, so I think one thing to look at, um, and we've seen the Buccaneers win two games in a blowout so far this season. Uh, they beat the Panthers by 14 points. Oh, they, they were really only up seven, but I mean, they, they were, they were leading most of the game and then they throttled Denver. Um, thanks to the defense. Now in Denver, Brady threw for almost 300 yards and three touchdowns in Carolina. He threw for 217 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Um, I think that you probably, if you go with Ronald Jones as a captain, do you bail on Brady as a flex guy? I don't think so. I don't think you have to because it's, this isn't one of those matchups where everybody that you want on your team is high, highly priced. You know, you can get Brady and throw some of these cheaper guys in and still have him. And just the quarterback score so much that you're really screwing yourself there. Cause I don't think there's a situation where he has an awful game in this. You know, I think he could have a, a low attempt game, but still efficient, you know, a 16 for 20, 190 yards and two touchdowns. And that's the kind of thing that, that you want in your lineup, you know, if it happens. Um, here's a lineup. I would, I'm just curious what you think about this. Rojo. Is captain, Buccaneers defense, Tom Brady, and then 
uh, Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson, you re- rounded up with Ryan Suckup, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kicker. You have like a 1,100 left. You don't need to worry about money left on the table, in my opinion, in, in showdown quite as much. Just get the winning lineup, right? Um, and that's sort of a, okay, I think that the Buccaneers will run the ball a ton, play good defense, kick some field goals. Tom Brady will throw a couple touchdown passes. And then you're going to see Nick Foles throwing it deep and get garbage time points from Allen Robinson and uh, Anthony Miller. Yeah, I think I think you said you put Brady in and not Foles. But if you have those Bears pass catchers, then I would rather just take Brady out and put Foles in and hope for a big Foles game. Um, just like that they run the heck out of the ball, and it's just Tom Brady. Yeah, because if you're going to have Robinson and um and who else did yeah. you say Miller? Uh, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just you need to stack it with that. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That you take Brady in that in that situation, you take Brady out and go Foles, and you better pray Trubisky doesn't come in. Um, right. but but like this is. Tom Brady's going to be in seven. He's going to be seventy percent owned in these in these lineups because it's Tom Brady. He just came off five touchdown passes. Um, you know they're favored. He's the highest price owned guy. He's going to be in all these lineups. And if you, if if the Buccaneers are just entirely ground game and defense based, and then the the Bears have to try and score their points through the air, you have a you have a pretty differentiated lineup. I think that is a reasonable game script given the total and the spread. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to go differentiated lineup, you definitely focus on Bears players and maybe maybe get Allen Robinson in as your captain and Foles um, in there definitely another another Bears guy and then maybe just on the Tampa side you're looking at the running back and um, that's about it. Yeah, maybe even Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, and trying to get a little pass catching touchdown if you think the the Bucks will be behind. So that's kind of your contrarian lineup in that sense. And look, it's only a three and a half point spread and the Buccaneers are not like you know the 2007 Pats. Like it's not unreasonable to suggest that you could go with. You know, like, like go with a, you know, not, I don't know about David Montgomery captain because it's hard to run against the Bucks, but like Allen Robinson captain and you have Foles, Anthony Miller and you have Brady, Keyshawn Vaughn and Mike Evans coming back or what, you know, whatever, something like that. That will, that will get you leverage against the field in the event that the Bears, I mean, you will be in a good spot if the Bears are actually leading. Mm-hmm. My way to get leverage is to go with some of these, uh, these unknown flex picks. We talked about Cameron Brait, yep. 3,800. You know, I think he catches a touchdown in this game. I'm going to want him at that price if he does. Would you play Cameron Brait as the captain at all? I mean, we just no, talked about I don't it. think so. Cause he's just not going to get a lot of targets and a lot of yardage. You know, he's going to be a red zone weapon. So if you put him in captain, uh, you're really, you got to have those multiple touchdowns if you put him in captain. Right, right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, the unknown guy, dig deep, 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 is Tyler Johnson, two hundred dollars. He's a fifth round rookie. Uh, I think he's going to see a lot of playing time. Obviously, you got Godwin out, you got Watson out. Uh, those are two slot options. Tyler Johnson, when he was drafted, was expected to be a, an option for the slot there. That's where he do, does his work. Um, with Miller probably playing, but Evans, you know, questionable. That could be even more snaps for Johnson. So. um I think even though he hasn't had a catch, he hasn't had a target this this year. He did, I think, play twenty five percent of the snaps each of the last two games, and that's going to go well up this 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 game. So I think he's definitely getting targeted in the passing game. And at two hundred dollars, you know, you're getting profit. And either way, so if you use both Brayton Johnson in your lineup, that lets you go Brady Jones, Nick Foles, and Allen Robinson in any configuration you want. And then if Brady's hitting Brady or Johnson, you know, uh, you're going to have a pretty good game there if you have Brady at captain, or you can throw throw Jones at captain, or you can go the Foles Robinson connection. Either way. You can do anything you want because you have so much money left over. Yeah, and uh, last week a T. Johnson caught a touchdown pass in the Bucks Chargers game. It's like, ah, oh, Tyler Johnson. I was like, wait, no, that's the Bucks. The, the Chargers have a T. Johnson too. All right, I don't know who the hell that guy is, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's we saw on Sunday night with the 49ers and Eagles where uh, Debo Samuel, who was three like bare minimum price. I think Tyler Johnson is actually three hundred, but same price as Tariq Cohen and um, and uh, and people on IR and OJ o. Howard. But uh, Debo Samuel was 200 or 300 in 
all he needed was two catches and he pays it off. Like that's like, I mean, you, you get a little flame emoji above, above him if he does that. So that, that is certainly a way to go. All right. Good look at this, uh, thrilling Thursday night game. RJ, always a pleasure to chat with you, pal. And, uh, talk soon. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.